Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. Today we have a really great question from Carrie. Actually, it's more of a statement and maybe a statement that you could have made too. Carrie simply says, Once I start eating, then I don't want to stop. Oh boy, can you relate? Have you had those moments where you almost see the eating happening outside of yourself? You really do want to stop, but then you don't want to stop at all and you don't know which voice to listen to. Or you can't listen to the voice that you'd like to because truly you've lost your ability to say no at that point. And we know that the word of God says that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, that we have the spirit of self-control within us. So why, oh why, do we get to these moments when we just can't say no to food? Well, today we're going to look at a couple of different reasons, and I hope that it will shed some light onto that challenge for both Carrie and for you so that you can move forward into that space and place where food is just one great part of your life. So when we have a hard time saying no to food or we feel like we can't stop eating, there are going to be a couple of areas that we want to look at. And you've heard these often here. We look at like the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Well, let's start from the outside and work our way in. Sometimes it feels really good to have practical solutions to things. And sometimes those practical solutions make the inside things a little bit easier to manage. That being said, if we only focus on the outside, you and I both know that the inside will continue to be a problem. So listen to this episode all the way through and then let's dig in. Okay, so if you have a physical need to eat that's making it difficult to stop eating, there's a good chance that you may have gone a long time without eating, like longer than you should have, so that you became ravenous. And once you got going, it was really hard to pump the brakes. And This can happen to anyone. It's a common pattern that ladies can get into is you get home from work or the kids are finally in bed and you just want to relax with food and you didn't realize it, but you've been go, go, go all day long and you didn't take good care of yourself. You didn't feed yourself proper meals, right? You made great food for your kids, but you ate their leftovers. So the time comes and you start eating and man, you are hungry physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually probably, but part of that is physical. Then the next morning you wake up, you're still a little full, so you skimp on breakfast, you do the same thing at lunch, and the pattern repeats itself. Sometimes, just sometimes, we need a really good meal, not to overeat, but a substantial satiating meal in order to quench the physical hunger. So don't overlook that. If you're underfeeding yourself, probably not as a whole, but underfeeding yourself In certain moments of time, it's going to make it harder to say no to the food once you start eating, especially if it's something especially delicious or something that you have neglected yourself in the past. Also, if you are someone who struggles with blood sugar, which this is a great thing to speak to your doctor about, 
sometimes that hunger can feel really unpleasant and it can send you to eating ravenously to try to fix that. So that's something to look at with your medical professional. Okay, the mental side of overeating. And when we can't stop overeating, what is the mental side? This really boils down to having a mentality of good and bad food. Around here, you hear us talk about all or nothing thinking a lot. And that is based on the idea that I'm either eating great healthy food all the time or I'm not eating it at all. Like there's no middle line. And that's really the diet mentality. If you do not allow yourself to eat foods that you enjoy when you're eating well, air quotes here, then it's going to be really hard to stop eating them once you begin. Let me say this another way. If you love brownies, but you don't let yourself eat brownies, when you do start eating those brownies, you feel guilt and shame about it and you're promising that you're never going to do it again, it's going to be hard to stop eating them. A lot of that mentality comes down to good, bad foods that promises to do better and that last supper eating. I'm going to eat it all now because I won't get it tomorrow kind of thing. And that's the mental side to this. Then we have the emotional side to overeating where it feels like this appetite that cannot be satisfied. And if you're struggling with emotional or spiritual deficits, I'll start with emotional first. You're seeking comfort, peace, escape, an opportunity to zone out. You're trying to treat yourself with food, right? You're managing anxiety, stress, depression. If you're eating to solve a problem that isn't a physical hunger, it's no wonder it's hard to stop because you're never going to meet the emotional and spiritual need by consuming food. Therefore, you eat and you eat and you eat. And we're never topping off the tank that needs filled, which is that emotional self. And then the final thing is the spiritual side. It's the part of us that needs to be filled up by the one and only creator of the universe. If we're not spending time in his word or conversing with him throughout the day, we have a God-designed emptiness within us. That means God made you with a space and a place in your heart for him and him alone. And if you're not getting that fellowship time, you have an emptiness that's not being filled and you're going to try to fill it with something. And for you, it's probably food if you're listening here, or it could be shopping or gambling and all of these different things that we try to fill up that space and place designed for God. So what do we do? Well, let's look at it. Let's look at some solutions that could be helpful for you because we don't want to leave you hanging here. If you're dealing with the physical side of things, well, it seems pretty simple, right? Eat a good, healthy meal. However, if it was that easy, you would have done it already. So often eating well comes down to preparation, thinking ahead. No, you don't need to be a food plan fanatic. You don't have to have matching containers. But it's really, really helpful to think a couple of steps ahead, a day or two ahead, to make sure that you have the food that you need available at home so that you're not stuck in that moment with nothing healthy to eat. If you're dealing with the good and bad food mentality where things feel very much like a moralistic decision, I want to encourage you to consider the benefit that has come from thinking that way. What benefits have has the all-or-nothing diet mentality reached in your life? And you're probably going to say nothing if you're anything like me or most of the ladies here. Yeah, it doesn't work. 
it blows up. It causes us to eat more food than if we had just allowed the food in the first place. Consider, just consider letting go of the labels about the food. You don't have to keep them all in your repertoire right away. You don't have to bring them all in. You don't have to eat all the foods right now. That's really scary, right? But if you can stop labeling food as good or bad, if you can stop labeling yourself as good or bad for what you've eaten, it's going to start to rewire your brain. That way it doesn't feel like such an awful, shameful thing when you move past sort of that point of being comfortably full. Finally, emotionally, or second to last, emotionally, if you're turning to food for reasons outside of physical hunger, like to meet an emotional or a spiritual need, I'm going to say to take a break from focusing on the food. It's like going to a doctor and having a deep wound and you're just focused on the surface where there could be infection or some things on the inside that need fixed, right? But yet we're so focused on the outside and the outside could look okay. And yet the inside could be full of infection and things that are really unhealthy. Give yourself a break from focusing on the food for just a season and look for other ways to find the comfort, the joy, the relief from anxiety, the treat, the rest, the zone out, the fulfillment in your life outside of food. And let me tell you, that will be effort well spent. I believe that if you could solve the root of the problem, the need that you're going to food in the first place, it's going to be a lot easier to navigate those emotions and those cravings as well. Yes, some bad habits may still linger, but they're not going to feel so insurmountable when you're, when you've, you're dealing with the root problem, like from the inside. And finally, once again, we're saving the best for last. We're going to talk about the spiritual side of things. If you're not being fed spiritually, then I would say that's pretty much going to trump everything else. Find that time in your day. Listen, if it's five minutes to seek the Lord, get creative. Listen to a sermon while you're cooking or folding laundry. Listen to praise music while you're going for a walk. Have praise music in your home. Turn off the news and put on a great Christian program. Talk to God while you're commuting, right? There are so many different ways that we can weave the Lord into our life. Yes, that one-on-one time, that really specific time of getting the word is amazing. But we also want to permeate those minutes throughout our day with the Lord. And I believe that as you look at these four areas and you focus on one at a time, you'll start to reduce that need to run to food. And those times when it feels like you've started eating and you can't stop, you're going to have a little bit more strength. You're going to have a little bit more security and a little bit more of internal stability to be able to say, you know what? I think it's been enough. I can hit the reset button and move on. Oh, and P.S. Are you exhausted from fighting binge eating? Whew. I know how it can just drain you to always be stuck in the middle of a food fight. And the fastest way to get exhausted is to fight the battle on your own. And the truth is a binge, well, it never happens in a peaceful environment. So rather than fighting the darkness, turn on the light. That's why I wanna share with you my binge proof action planner, which is gonna help you put feet to your faith and creating a purposeful, peace-filled plan to overcome binge eating. Download it with the link in the show notes. 
Oh, just one more thing I almost forgot to ask you. If you have just a couple of minutes, could you hop on over and rate and review the podcast? It turns out that they really, really value your opinion. So if you could let the world know how the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast has helped you, it will help you spread the message to other women who need hope in Jesus and food freedom through Christ. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six-month deep dive, start-to-finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.